Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, Convention of States supporters, and welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Rita Peters, who is also the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs. Rita, how are you? I'm well. Happy to be with you today, and I can't wait to see today's guest. We have such a fantastic guest. I'm excited to talk to her as well. I'm excited to be with you. And of course, I'm excited to be with the audience that we have today. Uh, let us know uh, where you are tuning in from. We love hearing from you. Drop a comment below. Uh, message us. Let us know what uh, state you're tuning in from. And while you're at it, give us a retweet, a share, a rumble. Um, we need to get the message out about this secret weapon within the Constitution. Of course, I'm talking about an Article 5 Convention of States well, our guest, she took on the incumbent in Virginia and won. Karen Greenhall is going to join us to talk about her victory in Virginia and how she went from a citizen activist to now joining the House of Delegates in Virginia. We have our latest edition of COS Field Reports. We're going to feature a report from Indiana. But before we get to all of that, we have, of course, our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Andrew. It is great to be here. And wow, what an amazing show this is going to be today. I hope you guys are going to stick around and watch the interview of Karen Greenhall, because here's a woman who beat the odds in a relatively blue part of Virginia to become a delegate elect as a result of so many efforts, certainly efforts that were made uh, through the Convention of States project as well. And it is so exciting to see somebody who starts off as an activist with Convention of States decide to and then become elected to an office. We have an unprecedented number of three that have been elected throughout the nation. And it means that we're getting bigger. It means that we're getting stronger. And I'm sure you'll find this story really inspiring. And I hope I'm not letting too much of the cat out of the bag, but wow, what a cool story. So I'm going to jump right into our trivia. I think this is kind of fun trivia question for today. And I'm going to give away a come and make me shirt. It is extremely popular with us right now because there's so many people that want to be able to decide if they're going to get the jab, if they're going to get the vaccine, which is it a vaccine or is it really just a shot like a flu shot? And what about all those things that we read about it? So this shirt is a great conversation starter. If you don't win it, go to shopconventionestates.com and you can pick one up yourself. This is one of the colors it comes in. I also like kind of the mustard color that it comes in as well. And you can choose the color. You can choose the size. If you can come up with the answer first to our trivia question, and this one's cool. Now, George Washington was the first president to declare a day for Thanksgiving. But under which president did Thanksgiving Day become an annual holiday? That's my question for today. And I'll give you one hint because you might think, well, what does this have to do with Convention of States? And the thing that it has to do with Convention of States is that this president supported calling an Article 5 convention under Article 5. So there's your hint. Hopefully you're banging away on the keyboard. Hopefully you're going to participate and watch carefully for a really great show today. And I'll be here at the end to give you the answer. And hopefully you'll be able to celebrate as the winner of this cool shirt. 
See you soon. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, we have a brand new edition of COS Field Reports with Dale in Indiana. Check it out. Hi, uh, my name is Dale Perry. So I'm the state director for Convention of States here in Indiana. And today we're at the Auburn Gun and Knife Show here in Auburn, Indiana. And we have an information table set up here. Uh, wanted to show you this uh, table, it looks very good. Uh, we've got two of our district captains from this region. Uh, first is Phil Waldorf and uh, Don. Don French. Don's a very, very new district captain, so I'm not aware of his name uh, uh, that that good. So, guys, how's it going here today? It's going really nice. There's a really good crowd. Um, had some really good conversations with some of the people that have come by. All right, good. Yeah, good. We've uh, so far this weekend we've probably gotten maybe about 20, 20 uh, signatures. So. It's, it's going really well. Super. Yeah, going well. And uh, you're a brand new district captain. Brand right? new. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Are you from Auburn, by the way? I do live in Auburn. Yes. Good. Good. Well, let's step back and take a look yep. at our table here. It's a very good, very nice table. Uh, this is something, obviously, this is uh, something we do frequently. So uh, I just wanted to let you know that we're here in uh, Auburn, Indiana, and uh, the guys are, are doing a, a terrific job. Uh, they'll be, they were here yesterday, they're going to be here today and tomorrow from what I understand, right? That's this correct. is Saturday, uh, November 6th. So guys, thank you very much for the job you're doing here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dale. Well, we are joined by Karen Greenhow, who was a volunteer with uh, Convention of States and the Virginia team uh, before her current endeavors. Uh, she is an entrepreneur. She's a business owner, a citizen activist, and now she has won a seat in the Virginia House of Delegates. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you. Congratulations on your victory in Virginia. I want to start there. Tell us about that race. The margins were razor thin. So just tell us what you were feeling the night when the results came in. Well, the night when the results came in was difficult because it was uh, too close to call. So we didn't, didn't actually know um, until the next day if I won or not. But we expected it to be close because it's a, um, it's a heavily, um, I ran as a Republican. It's a heavily Democrat district. And so we, we were prepared and expected for it to be close, but we worked really hard and uh, so, and, and it all turned out well, but it was, it was really exciting. And I, um, I don't know if this is a good time to say, but instead of giving a victory speech at the Republican party of Virginia beach victory night, um, I got to introduce the generation Joshua team who came and actually walked doors for me the last three days and made 20,000 voter contacts. And it's very, they very possibly made the difference in um, that 127 votes I won by. Absolutely. Well, Karen, as a Virginian myself, I just couldn't be more pleased about your victory. I'm so happy about it. And you know, I wonder, what do you think your victory and the flipping of the Virginia General Assembly, 
you know, from Democrat control to Republican control. What does that say about the wider, just general mood in Virginia and maybe even the country? Hmm. Was um, I, I found out I loved walking doors. I loved meeting people and having conversations. And door after door, I told them what I firmly believed. Virginia is taking the lead once again. We've always been the leader and it's time for us to step up and do it again. And if we could win in Virginia, we'd be giving hope to people all across the country because um, and, and setting the tone for the midterms next year, because if we could do it in Virginia, which was considered a solidly blue state, and I was in a solidly blue district, um, if we could do it in Virginia, it can happen anywhere. And it's time for people to step up and speak up. Because just because, and, and I'm, I'm a Republican, I just joined the party a few years ago, um, typically voted Republican. Um, just because someone's a Republican, doesn't mean that they have a good understanding of how important the Constitution is and the values that make us America. And door after door, I met people who said this, I don't know what it is, but it, it doesn't feel like America. And so we're, I'm looking forward to having more input with the people in my district and just um, reemphasize what it is that makes our American culture, what it, what it is that has made us great for so many hundreds of years. And we can't lose that. If we lose that, we're not America. And we're not just land inside the borders that we're fighting about. You know, we're, we're the culture and the people and the idea of freedom and liberty and individual responsibility. And, you know, with that liberty comes duties. And it's time for people to stand up and take their part. And I had so many volunteers. And if I talk too much, I'll feel free to just cut me off um, to jump in. But there were so many volunteers and we had, I was so thrilled when I found out about the Convention of State volunteers. And I, I only found out because I'm on the, uh, the Telepatriot app. And um, so I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I didn't know where they were going. I didn't know what they were doing because it wasn't appropriate. Um, and then afterwards, I found out how many doors they knocked for me. And that's what we need is for everyone to do the best they can do. Not everyone can run for office. I'm in a unique situation and it worked for me. Wasn't my goal, but it was in front of me and I could do it and I stepped up to do it. But I couldn't have done it without all the people who walked doors, all the people who donated, made phone calls, told their neighbors and invited me to their churches so that I could meet their friends. Every single one of those actions made a difference, especially when you look at, I won by 127 votes. Absolutely. Well, you know, I wanted to actually touch on that, the Virginia grassroots team campaigning for you and the fact that they knocked on hundreds of doors, made well over a thousand phone calls. And then the, the results were so close, you know, with, we're talking about a little over a hundred votes being the final margin out of more than 28,000 votes cast. Um, so what? how did that make you feel just knowing that the Convention of States team was behind you, even though they we weren't coordinating it with you, but knowing that they were active on your behalf? Well, ju just knowing that everyone came out and worked, because it's Convention of States that got me involved in this to start with. 
um, I saw where the country was going and I was so concerned. I was trying to find some way that I could help them make a difference. And I found Convention of States, which is kind of a fun story in itself, how I found Convention of States. But I started going to my delegates for Convention of States to get them to vote for for our resolution. And then I realized, well, that's not going to happen in Virginia. We can't save the country until we save Virginia. So I just had to, had to shift gears a little bit. But, um, but having so many people step up and there were other organizations who walked doors for me. And sometimes I would see flyers on the door from someone that I knew had endorsed me, but I didn't know they were walking doors. But, you know, I, I saw the flyers on the door and it was um, just amazing how how so many like-minded people who love America, which means you love Virginia, um, just stepped up and worked together. And this was very much a team effort. Everyone, you know, I get the title, I'm delegate-elect Karen Greenhall, but this was a team effort all across the state. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to touch really quick on just, you were talking about Convention of States and just, can you just tell us like what... You were an activist with Convention of States. You went to many um, gun shows and you hosted booths there. You asked people to collect the or to sign the petitions. So you were collecting petitions at these gun shows. You were also going to events. You were speaking at local events. You were very active in your community. So because you're so active, wh why did you decide that you wanted to throw your hat in the ring for the uh, to run for a seat in the House of Delegates in Virginia? Well, I started with when I realized I, to get Virginia to pass the resolution, I needed to get people in office who shared my values. And so I started with something that every single person in convention of states should do to the best of their ability. I talked to the people that represented me. I talked to the people who were running for office, who were running for primaries. I um, That's how I got started um, was going to people who were wanted the nomination of their party and tell them what was important to me and make sure that they understood how important the constitution was and the connection with the declaration of independence and, and how critical it was to protect those values. And then when I found that person, I walked doors for them, made phone calls for them and did the same thing. I told my neighbors and my friends, the same thing people did for me. I did for people who I believed when they got into office would share my values. And I didn't, it wasn't a support convention of states or I won't vote for you. I didn't go there um, because politics is much more complicated than that. But if we can get people in office who share our values, they will understand convention of states. And when we see where the country's going now, um, there, there's no way you, you can support the constitutional values that we live on, that we have to keep and not understand the value of convention of states. Well, you know, you mentioned earlier that there's a story behind how you found out about convention of states. Why don't you tell us about that? And then, you know, maybe a couple of other things that are on your legislative agenda. So, well, it was, um, well, I was worried about the country and, you know, screaming at the TV and somebody do something. And I was willing to do something, but I didn't know what to do. And then my husband told me he saw on Sean Hannity's show that there was a group that wanted to have um, a constitutional convention. 
and change the constitution. And I'm, I was horrified. Oh my gosh. Oh no. And so I did my research and it was convention of states. And I, I love to read. Um, I actually, I actually like reading legislation, which is a good thing. And so I read everything on the website and realized it wasn't a threat. It was the solution. And so that's how I got involved in convention of states. And I called the local district captain at the time. And uh, next thing I knew I was doing gun shows and um, I'm actually a shy, I've always been the quiet person. I'm not the outspoken person. And so what gun shows, it was one-on-one. That's where my strength is, is, is being able to connect with people right where they are. And so many people come up and say, oh, it's nice to meet someone who think, thinks like I do because I don't, no one thinks like I do. And I said, but in this room, you're surrounded by hundreds of people who think like you do. And we all think we're alone and we need to stop being alone and work together. And that's really what we did here in Virginia. All those like-minded people just stepped up and worked together and look what we did. I mean, we flipped blue Virginia to red and it's, it's just, it's fascinating. It's because of people stepping up and doing the best that they can do right where they are. Mm. And that's an amazing success story. Just, you know, starting as a citizen activist for convention of states and getting involved in the political uh, kind of the political atmosphere there in Virginia. And then here you are now winning a seat and you're going to be part of the Virginia House of Delegates. What an amazing success story. I have one last question before we let you go. Now that you're going to be um, uh, now that you're going to now that you have a seat in the uh, House of Delegates, are you going to support the uh, Convention of States resolution in this coming session? So, well, I don't know about this coming session um, because I'm still trying to figure out how it works or the limits, but it's it's definitely a high priority. Um, the best way to get Convention of States passed is to go to the people that represent you and explain it to them and. Um, that's, that's the best thing we can do. But I would definitely be very proud to be the person who introduces that resolution. Mm. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure uh, hearing your perspective on the election. And it's just really amazing the victory that you achieved and just the hard work that the grassroots did, that you did, that you and the team did. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we hope to have you on again. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank Karen. you for having me. We are going to transition now to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. And now it is time to give the answer to our trivia question for today. I hope that you like this show because it, what a great, great show it is, how inspiring it is for the work that all of you guys are doing in order to make things happen, in order to bring self-governance back, in order to reclaim self-governance. Not only is that a cool sticker, but you can get it in the store. You can get the shirt if you don't win this shirt in the store as well by going to shopconventionestates.com. But here's the question we asked. George Washington was the first president to declare a day of Thanksgiving but under which president did Thanksgiving Day become an annual holiday? And the answer is it was under George, excuse me, it was under President Abraham Lincoln. How cool is that? Lincoln made that an annual holiday. And as, an, as a nation, this is a great story. The U.S. celebrated Thanksgiving off and on since about 1774. 
1789, George Washington made a proclamation that the American people should celebrate a day of thanksgiving to God on November 26th. Some presidents after him continued the tradition somewhat sporadically, declaring days of thanksgiving. But it wasn't until 1863, with Lincoln proclaiming that a day of thanksgiving on the last day of November, that it became an annual holiday. Every year after that, presidents proclaimed that the last Thursday of November to be a day of thanksgiving, and it was changed to be the fourth Thursday under President FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Lincoln was also, here's the tie, Lincoln was also a supporter of an Article 5 Convention of States. As a matter of fact, in his inaugural address, he said, the convention mode seems preferable in that it allows amendments to originate with the people themselves. That is a great endorsement, and it goes way back. And you can learn more about this, of course, by going to conventionofstates.com. And I want you to have a super happy Thanksgiving. And of course, if you need to get one of our Christmas ornaments, they're now in the store. You can go to shopconventionofstates.com and get a shirt, get a Christmas ornament, or some of the other cool stuff that's out there. Thanks for having me, Andrew and Rita, and back to you guys. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. The framers knew this day might come, and that's why they included Convention of States in Article 5 of the Constitution. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who did whatever it took to save the Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with COS. Go to conventionofstates.com and click on the Take Action tab to get started. After you go to the Take Action page, after you look through all the volunteer positions and you say, yes, this is the one that I want to sign up for, then go follow us on Rumble, MeWe, Twitter, Parlor, Instagram, and we are now on TikTok. So follow us on all of our various social media platforms. Make sure you're liking and, of course, sharing the COS content. You can listen to this program and also all the Convention of States uh, historic legacy content on our new podcast. Search Convention of States on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, or Audible. Make sure that you leave, a, leave us a five-star review because that helps us grow the show. Uh, text START to 54555 if you want to bypass big tech. Again, that's text START to 54555. You will get new COS updates and news. Uh, make sure that you're checking out The Battle Cry with COS co-founder Mark Meckler. It's on at Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure that you come back next week for another edition of COS Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much for watching. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionalstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.